Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. All right, that was Jeff Pitchell's Fat Cigar you were listening to, and that means it's time for Not Just Blowing Smoke, my friends. Coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio headquarters in Londonderry, New Hampshire, right from the 724 Lounge. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're watching us live on Facebook or YouTube. If you're listening after the fact on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Pandora, Spotify, well, I already said that. We're Apple, everywhere. Apple Podcasts. Apple, Podcast. Apple Podcasts. iCast. Um, yeah, Podbean. Doesn't matter. We're pretty much everywhere. Make sure you hit that subscribe button down there so that you don't ever miss a thing. I'm Pastor Padrone, and I'm here with all of my co-hosts tonight, Pat and Nick and Dave. Almost forgot. <laughs> forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, Nick. <laughs> Nick. Yeah. Nick O'Teen. That's right. And uh, tonight we are starting off the show smoking this, the crux of the Epicure Habano Toro. This is a new addition to their Epicure line. The cigars just came out, and um, it features a Nicaraguan Habano wrapper and Nicaraguan uh, binder and filler. It's a 6x52, and um, we're going to be pairing it with this. What is that? This is, is the that? 724 Barrel Select of Herradura Tequila. Oh. Make sure you hold it by the stem, Danny. you got to hold it by the stem. stem oh, I have to be like Kurt. you got to hold it by the stem. Hold it by the stem. And then you make sure that you, that you give it the nose. Mm. Mm. Oh, it's so good. It smells like gold. You know, I think we've all had that cheap tequila. We don't really have to say what it... Uh, what its name is? This is not Jose that. Jose Cuevo. This, yeah, that I, I said we didn't have to say that. Oh, oh well. <laughs> it is cheap, man. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. This, is, this is not the high school tequila. No, this is not no. the college this tequila. tequila. This is tequila. This is professional tequila. Tequila, professional. Tequila. It's very, very tasty. It's the one that they made the song for. Tequila. <laughs> it's a good, oh my it's a good gosh. jam. The first time I ever heard that song was the movie Sandlot. Yeah. When they're going around in that 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 friggin' thing, and they yeah. took a big thing of dip, and they're like, "Yeah, all the pros do it." And then they're like halfway through, and you see they're all turning green, and they all start throwing up over the ride. Oh my god, that was great. That was a been there, movie. done that. Such, oh my god, such a great movie, man. I mean, Have you I, seen Sandlot? Yes, I have seen Sam. Okay. And I also tried chewing tobacco when I was young, and it was a horrible I've experience. never been able to do chewing tobacco. I've never done chewing tobacco because of that movie. Yeah. I've I done never it again it. since and, and was able to get used to it. But then I, I only did it for like a few months, and I'm like, why do I want to look like one of those dudes? I'm like, I'm all set. I mean, that was the thing back then. I mean, I played Little League yeah. and stuff like that, and that was like, 
you know, obviously I wasn't old enough to It's hard to get that, a date when you're spitting into a bottle, you know what I mean? I don't know, man. I've, uh... I've played with um, a, a lot of football players that do that. I, I remember when this, this guy, Z, I played with him. He, he would play a full game with dip in his mouth. A full game? A full football game, and he'd just he'd be spitting. I'm like, you got dip in? He's like, yeah, I got to do it. I'm like, okay. More power to you, baby. Mm. Golfers put freaking tobacco between their toes. You get nicotine. Yeah. That's disturbing. Yes. My goodness. Pat, you look you look cold. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Colder than usual. It's a little brisk. It's a little brisk. It's a little brisk. Mm. Finally get the AC fixed and you're wearing a hoodie. <laughs> this is beautiful. <laughs> I mean, it is nice up here. I mean, it's better than it is outside. I mean... The sun went in, and now it was raining like five minutes ago, and the humidity just came in and swooped in like Superman trying to save Lois. <laughs> and he stayed. So, Pat, you got to go with yes. the man. Tell us all PCA. about it, brother. We want to grill no. you, man. You, we we want to find out all about the PCA from you. Tell us. From your point of view. First time tobacconist. Lawyer, NJBS podcast extraordinaire personality. What did you think of the PCA? Is it all it's hyped up to be? Yeah. You've turned into Kurt. You're just nodding your head and not saying nothing. You know. Come on. Come on, Pat. Tell us, what was it like? How was the atmosphere? Did you Were you able to smoke inside? Yeah, okay. yeah, you could smoke in like a lot of the areas there. Did you yeah. gamble? No, I didn't gamble when I was there. I mean, it, it's kind of how you would think it would be. I mean, you, <laughs> everyone's, you know, like everyone in the industry is there. So is it like Comic Con for cigars. Yeah, I mean, like the first night, we did a lot of setup during the day, and then we, it was like this casino, at the um, Venetian. And uh, there's a little bar in the middle of the casino, and you're allowed to smoke in that area. Well, you, you can smoke in the casinos. So that's kind of where the industry goes at the end of the night. So I guess my perspective was kind of cool because, like, you know, you're, I got there with Kurt a little early. And then we were, you know, just sitting there having a cigar and everything, having a tequila. And then you just kind of start seeing people walk in. So I, I saw, like, this white hat popping up in the crowd and... It was Lito Gomez, and then his son was there, and, you know, and you just look out in the distance, you just see Pete Johnson just hanging out, like, you know, it was cool, you just see all these people come in. Did you get starstruck at all? Yeah, I mean, you know, I wasn't, I didn't go up to anyone, like, oh my god, but. Other than Carlito? No, I wasn't even like that with him. Ah. It it was, it was really. Stop, bro. Did you? (laughs) I shuffled up to Carlito on my knees, like I should. I can see Pat doing the whole Wayne's World. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was kind of it was cool seeing everyone there. Definitely. Who was who was most impressive to you to see? Who were you most glad that you saw or met? Um, that's a tough one. My wife's aunt. <laughs> she, I, I actually never saw her. I, I got the, she wasn't there the day that we went to that booth. Oh, all right. Honestly, there's really no one specific. Oh, you know what, Drew Newman. Mm. I'll say Drew Newman. 
And going into it, I would have said, I mean, I, every, it was a pleasure to meet everyone. So it's it's not like one sure. one person was better than another. But Drew Newman was a very genuine, down to earth guy, and it's he's just a genuine guy. Cool. Like I was talking, see, he has a background in being a lawyer and then going into the cigar industry, and obviously he's from the Newman family. So, you know, it was funny. And then he, like, Charlie from Half Wheel, like, he said, um, JC Newman made, like, a Lego set that they're selling at their gift shops. So they were doing a segment on Half Wheel with it. Then Charlie wants to drop the thing, and it broke. So, like, day two of the show, Drew was sitting on the chairs, and he was you know, one hand with the instructions, the other one trying to build a thing. So I walked over, and I, I mean, it looked kind of funny, you know, that's pretty good, You're doing one hand, he's like, yeah, and he told me what happened. And then I just, I told him, like, you know, I used to build Legos when I was a kid, it was cool, and then he, like, pointed to, like, because they had, like, a cardboard version of their factory, I think it's, like, one-fourth of the actual size of the factory, mm-hmm. which I, I read that that's the, the scale, but I feel like it's, the factory's probably bigger, unless it's really that small, but um and then he, he like pointed to the window that he would sit in when he was a kid building light it was cool so he, he was a that was a really genuine conversation so i he was probably i don't know i i think that was probably like a stuck out moment when it comes to meeting people did you build legos with him did uh, you help him do it i was going to but you should have that would have been an awesome picture he was pretty devoted to do that himself okay. but but yeah, I mean, meeting P, it was, it was, you know, and then seeing people that you've seen, like I bumped into Lorenzo multiple yeah, times, yeah, yeah. like obviously Rocky, I had a good time with Rocky, you mm-hmm. know, I visited him at the booth and, you know, he's seen me, like I met him, like, well, I haven't met him three times, but I've, you know, had conversations in person with him numerous times now, so it's kind of like seeing an old friend mm-hmm. at this point with him, so. Mm-hmm. But I mean, everyone you met, you felt like you, you just knew forever. Even if your first time meeting anyone, it's, it's it just that's the way everyone in the industry is. Like it's just you feel like you it's, you're not just meeting them. It's like you're you're just talking like normal people. Yeah, family. Like, yeah. So it was it was unique in that sense. How did things go? Was it a smooth show? Yeah, Kurt had a really good spot. He was on the um, booth seventy seventy, right? Yeah. Yep. He he was on the main. So I drag, and then he was between Ashton and the Fuente Newman booth. Nice. So you got a lot of foot traffic. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what else was there. There was like this um, Cigar Oasis was across from us, and then behind us was a couple of boutiques. But no, he had a really good spot, and we had a lot of people coming to the booth just because we were there, and a lot of people have heard of the brand before, and then... A lot of people, I think a lot of the new accounts that we opened were stores that are shopping strictly boutique, hmm. which, you know, I, I didn't really say much, but a lot of, you know, 724 is not necessarily boutique. It's been around for a while and Kurt's built like a big brand. So, I mean, you can still consider it boutique, but it's not like, like a brand new, you know, like a, what, what you would think a boutique line would be. And... But there was a lot of boutique shoppers because I, I think they, it, I forget what they called it. There's a name for the area, but it's the first year the PCA did it. But it's like this big section where it's 
It's basically like you buy a big booth and you divide it up into these little squares and everyone has the same little square and it's a boutique mall basically so okay. all these small brands buy these little cubes so it's more affordable for the new new brands to kind of get out there okay so i think that brought a lot of interest to I won't even just say boutique because I don't really, 724 I wouldn't consider boutique, but I guess outside of the legacy brands, mm -hmm. there's a lot of interest. So a lot of people were shopping outside of the Fuente booth and, you know, like the, the typical names you would see in the humidor traditionally. And then the pipe tobacco, I think, did very well. A lot of people, like day one, I think the first handful of sales we did were the pipe tobacco. Really? You mean 724? Yeah, our pipe tobacco. It's it, it sold really well. It was kind of an eye because you know everyone's like, "What's new? What's new?" And since we're gearing up for next year for the 150th, right. we we didn't have anything cigar-wise exhibiting that's new, but the pipe tobacco was new, so that was what we were kind of steering people at. And it's, a lot of people bought it, you know. Mm. So and, and a lot of people had similar stories of like what we have here with their retail locations about the pipe business kind of blowing up a little bit mm. so that's good to cool. hear. yeah awesome. how how busy was the uh, 724 booth did you stay busy the whole time yeah it was it was good for traffic like typically you know it, it was it was spread out enough to where kurt and i could actually take a lot of time with who we were working with and kind of build that relationship with them and then by the time that conversation would end there'd be somebody else strolling in mm. so it, it was Good very pace. very steady yeah that's awesome was kurt happy with uh how things went yeah did you have any fun times with kurt while you were there yeah i mean we just um you know it's the, the funny thing about it is it's kind of like you're working the whole time i mean we yeah it's not a vacation yeah after we got done on the floor you know, we, we had dinners we had to go to, and it's kind of, I mean, it's fun, but it, it's like you're with an account. Like, well, in our case, it was, we, we went out with uh, Rocky, went out with Kaz, and then the other nights that we didn't have scheduled dinners, we were going to, like, one of the things was we went to Nest Miranda's 80th. So that was probably the only, like, party thing that we did. Mm -hmm. But even then, like, you bump into people that Kurt, you know, does business with or has good relationships with, so you really kind of... Just on all the talking time. to everyone, yeah. Talking business all the time. Yeah. Now that we've had some time to get into the cigar here, what what's what's uh, first thoughts on the uh, Crux Epicure Habano Toro? Dave. No. <laughs> yes. No, not yet. Yeah, Dave, you're first. Mm -mm. No, no, you can go first, man. I'll go first. Okay. This is absolutely dreadful. <laughs> Sorry, that was trying to be uh, that guy Simon on uh, America's Got Talent, but um, no, it's it's a good cigar. I mean, it's smooth, medium. It's got a nice pepper pepper note in there, mm -hmm. earthy, rich. It's got some really nice richness going on, some earth in there, obviously. Um, get some tobacco notes. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's good. It's going really good with the tequila. I didn't think that it was gonna go yeah. good with the tequila. I thought that tequila was gonna be, um was going to overshadow the scar, but it's actually, because it's so smooth and delicious, it, it goes really well with the scar. I think it's bringing out a little sweetness. In I was just going to yeah, say that. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. A little sweetness, but yeah. 
earthy, smooth, creamy, mm. that little bit of pepper. I agree mm. with all that. Mm -hmm. Pat? To me, it's like your like typical reliable Habano. Mm -hmm. um, so without i won't go through like so it's a typical habano profile but the uniqueness in this is it, it adds to me like it's it's since it's a nicaraguan habano you're getting a lot more of that spice and mm. usually in habano with me i get like a you know like a white pepper it's kind of a soft spice but this mm -hmm. one's more of a black pepper for again from that nicaraguan tobacco mm -hmm. and then a lot of placencia grown tobacco especially mm. nicaraguan has like a redwood he said the p word mm -hmm. well i mean placencia makes it for him so. i know so <laughs> they um a lot of their tobacco has a redwood which i don't know if it's from the aging rooms that they sit the cigars in i'm not sure where it comes from but this one has that mm. like if you smoke an ama forte i mean it's more apparent in that cigar but you have like a really distinct redwood but this one here instead of getting like your typical dark oak i would get in a Nicaraguan blend, I'm getting more of that redwood. Yeah. It's very, the cigar, now that you said that, for me, it's very similar to the Eduardo Placencia. Mm. Not as rich, obviously. Yeah. But it's, it's not the it, same cigar, but there's a lot of parallels. Right. Just like Star Trek. It's always a lot of Do you parallels. have enough adjectives to describe things now, Dave? Come on, mm. baby. Well, I do think it's very creamy. I like the pepper that's in the background. Um, I definitely agree with you with the tequila um bringing out the sweetness mm -hmm. um of the wood note to me um it is very creamy it's burning freaking fantastically yeah made obviously by made by Placencia. of course yeah. yeah um this is a this is like a, a really good i want to keep this in my rotation this is just something i could see going really well with coffee going really yes, well with it the would bourbon. go really well with it obviously goes bourbon. really well with tequila you know this is just a a great well-balanced smoke yeah what for do you sure. like what do you like most about it so far dave uh i like i like the the, the pepper level that's most mm -hmm. i love how it's just it's consistently there and the retro hail is sufficient enough to keep me interested sufficient like enough yeah. Just enough. Just enough. Just to keep them. Because you don't want to. You, keep you, in everyday in cigar, zone. you can't have something that's just like you know, like a. a what a pepper um, bomb? Yeah, like a like a knuckle dragger or something like that. Like that, I I could smoke that every once. In a while. I'm speaking Why for not? myself. Why not? You know, it's a great cigar. It is a great cigar, but I'm not going to smoke it every single day. Why not? Because I don't know. I don't know. I can't. Look at this guy, huh? No, I used to, but now my palate is, is actually as I'm getting. More older, older, I was say that. <laughs> older in experience with cigars. I actually find myself going more and more towards milder and milder cigars, you know. And I'll I'll still enjoy like a stronger cigar, but I won't smoke them as much. I don't know. I Have you experienced that, Nick? No. Do you think that has something to do with like your forties? Maybe you just. Well, need I'm something. 38, so I mean, yeah. I still, well, how, I still well, nothing beats. Smoke diggers and you used to smoke true and now don't you yeah now no. you enjoy atabays you know yep. what i mean i mean yep. who doesn't enjoy a good atabay once me. in a while it's I too mean, mild for me still i mean atabays are nice i mean i, I prefer the byrons they have mm -hmm. a little bit more body i mean the habaneros is is my absolute favorite that is just mm -hmm. that's butter. a fantastic cigar that is just butter in your mouth right there that's mm -hmm. like ooh, that's like butter on toast in the morning baby but for me 
nothing beats a Maduro at 7.30 in the morning while you're watching the sun come up in your backyard and you're just hanging out. I mean, sorry. That, for me, nice Maduro just kicks off your day. Well, the first, first cigar of my day is Connecticut Broadleaf. Yeah? Yeah. La Roma de Cuba Robusto, baby. It's mm. a good smoke. Love it. It's a good smoke. Pat, do you have a favorite first cigar of the day? Changes. Changes. Oh, how do you typically, do you typically, let's change it up. Do you typically go for something more on the stronger side or more on the milder side? Uh, I usually go with like a mild or medium so I don't torch my palate in the morning. Mm -hmm. so. Is there such thing? Yeah. <laughs> so it depends. Like, like some people, some people, knuckle dragger boy. Some people, <laughs> that, hey, some people, the the thing in the with the morning smoke is to keep your palate good and keep it ready throughout the day. Mm. For other people, it's to set the nicotine level that you can have. And <laughs> set the set the for, bar high. For, for me, I set it high. I so it's you know a you know a good strong coffee and a bowl of dark bird's eye or mm. a knuckle dragger or a you know, something along that sort. I've been having lately, I've been having Aladino Maduros in the morning. That's a great I mean, cigar. I love Jesus, that Mary, and Joseph. That, the the San Andreas wrapper, just, it goes so well with a, with a protein shake or some pre-workout. It's just, it's absolutely delightful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah, true. I'm it's really very in true. Love with their Connecticut's. I mean, those Connecticut. I mean, they did a, a, a damn good job with their Connecticut's. The Queens. Is yeah, yeah. Special. Yeah, that's beautiful. The classic. I mean, we got the classic downstairs. The that Aladino classic, classic is beautiful. Is awesome. That's a good smoke right there, man. Yep. Love smoking that. What was? Did you get a chance to like look around the floor, Pat, and visit different places, or were you basically at the 724 booth? I got some opportunity to kind of go around. I didn't see the entire floor, but I saw probably half of it. What what stood out to you? Did you see anything that was like, wow? Like booth-wise or product-wise? Both. Let's say both. Um, I liked Foundation's booth. He has that. Was it all like Egyptian-like? No, it's like, I think it was all made in Nicaragua. It's like that kind of, like, we. I'm not going to call it a weird, but it's like a strange kind of, like, Nicaraguan culture and, like, reggae vibe. Um, I like their booth. And then, obviously, like, I was right next to the Fuente booth, and it's kind of cool how they have it set up. It's, uh, it's one of those things where it's, like... Theirs is usually very eye-catching. It is, but when I was walking through it, I was just kind of, like... like it, to me, it was good, but there's so much stuff everywhere. It's like, you almost like, what am I looking at now? Kind it's of too thing. much. Yeah, I think there's over a, the top. Yeah, but I mean, I guess they don't really have to display their stuff openly because people are going there to buy. You know, it's you don't yeah. really have to sell. Do they have a day. box of the unattainable there that you could look at? The unattainable? You mean the um the which one's that? Unattainable, unaffordable. Oh yeah, well, they had a bar. They had like I think it's cigar was the that? Un unattainable collection. That's what it really oh, is, is that the um the impossible thirteen the impo box? The impossible. Yeah, that yeah. was there. Yep, that was there. Excuse me, the impossible box. Yeah, that was that's, there. That's, and a, then that's a thing. Twenty six hundred bucks. Yep. For thirteen cigars. 
It's all Fuentes oh. that they don't. I mean, it's stuff they don't sell. And they're selling it, or yeah, well, there's 500 boxes of the 13. They stu- obviously stuff they've sold in the past, but yeah, they, they still they make, but yep. they don't sell it. Like there's a PJ so there's in there, no... and toy maker. Like yeah, it's all the like uh, Don Carlos Lancero, the 25th oh, wow. anniversary opus. It's it's like all all this stuff that Super they rare stuff. Yeah, like you you can't get them. Wow. Did Kurt put in an order for those? Oh, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, there was a lot of stuff, and then you had like that, like yeah. that yeah. multi-million dollar ashtray that was. Uh, I forget what the brand is. You say it was a million dollar ashtray. Multi-million dollar ashtray. Oh boy. Um. Why would you even use it? This is an ashtray, pure gold. So yeah, I mean, th- th- there was definitely some cool booths, and then product-wise, I mean, I think the, 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 I mean, it's my first PCA, but I mean, I'm I've been working here for three years so we've you know smoked stuff that's come from pca and out of the stuff that i was able to try when i was there with stuff comparing it to like what i've had that's released from pca in the past like i think this is a really really good trade show like yeah i was gonna ask that was there anything new that stood out that you were like oh wow this is gonna be awesome yeah there was so many good cigars and there's a lot of cigars that were showcased that you couldn't actually smoke because they didn't have samples of them like but Everything Sokka's making is going to be good. Like mm. the, I, I, smoked, yeah, I, I read about that. That, was, that looked really good. I was really impressed with the stuff he's coming out. I smoked the Red Meat Lovers, and I got it expecting it to not be that good because I, I buy, like, the um the limited bundles he does every year. So now that he's mass-producing it, I thought it was going to go down. And it was probably one of the better cigars I smoked this year. Hmm. And then... Papa Saka, which is a, the new Saka con with a right, so that was really Real good. Mm. So Saka's gonna have a good year. I didn't have any of the unicorns, obviously, because because unicorns. Yeah. yeah, but um, <laughs> he did some really good stuff. Uh, the Tatuaje 25th is really good. Is it 20 or 25th? I think 25th. That was really good. Which I think it's just a regular brown label, just a unique size, and maybe they different primings of it. Um, and then a brand that I had the opportunity to smoke that I haven't had yet was Gran Habano. They had a 20 anniversary cigar or 10 anniversary cigar. Whatever the recent anniversary is, that was really good. Um, no, they, they, I mean, there's a lot of good cigars that are out this year. And I mean, I now that I'm sitting here trying to think about them, I, I really can't <laughs> tell you many. Well, you must have smoked a ton of cigars when you were there. Yeah. So it's, um, there's definitely a lot of good stuff coming. Did you see any? <laughs> did you see any um, uh, accessories that really kind of turned you on while you were there? Everyone was talking about that cutter Sokka made. It's like a. He, I forget who he even made it with, but he made a cigar cutter that he's not selling. Everyone's what? T- it's like. I, I think he might gift it to, to accounts of his. But you couldn't sell it. Everyone was talking about this cutter. What did it look like? A regular cutter? A if you go on cutter. half wheel, it, it's like a regular guillotine, but it's like made ergonomically, and you can just take the blade out to replace it with a new blade. It's oh. Yeah, it's pretty cool looking. Interesting. Then obviously the Fuente Padron collab, which there wasn't really any new news on that. Uh, yeah. And then Pete and Pepin are doing a collab as well. Um, I think the PP, yeah, <laughs> Tatuahe <laughs> blended something for my father, and then my father blended for Tat. So that was showcased. 
Um, another cool thing was that Anarchy NFT that Pete's doing. Mm -hmm. Comes with like a DuPont Anarchy Tatuaje uh, lighter. And then the humidor was actually pretty cool looking. It was like this kind of triangular thing. And then, so that was cool. I mean, there, there, there was a lot of cool stuff, you know, and just in passing, you, you look at it. So it's, you know, I don't know too, too much about everything that I saw, but it was a lot of good stuff. We have a comment from Kaz. Yeah. Kaz, what's up? He, uh, he wants to know yeah. when you became a Sith Lord. <laughs> Overnight. <laughs> Overnight. Uh, after I went to Cleavers. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I will... I'm pretty proud of myself. I picked out the autograph pipes from Kaz, and I, I think I did a pretty pretty damn you good job. You did a very good job, Pat. I was I was very pleased, very pleased with the pipes. They, oh, they were yeah. pretty pretty good. And uh, I can't remember why I had somewhere to go when you were going to be trying to video me in on picking those out. I can't remember where it was I had to be, but uh, we did a good job. You did a very good job. Um, what are your big takeaways? Do you want to go back? All the reps say they don't ever want to go back. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely would love to go. Yeah, it's I have nothing bad to say. I mean, I, I think, like, when it comes to the reps end of it, it is, like, a long week. But maybe it's because I'm just young. Kind of, <laughs> it's my first time there, like... Like, I didn't necessarily even want to leave. I know it's just cool having all those people around, you Did know. Did you ask Kurt if you could stay? <laughs> but. <laughs> We're leaving? What? Yeah, I, I, I would love to go back, yeah. It, it, it was a good environment. How did you How was the flight in and out and no problems or anything like that? It was like, cool. The flight in was good. Flight out, we had like a two-hour delay yeah. on a red eye. So that was a little bit. And then the worst part is they packed the plane before the delay. So we were stuck in the plane. <laughs> And it was like a hundred and I think it was a hundred and fifteen degrees or something. That's why it was delayed because the heat and the usual runway that they used was under construction, so it was like a shorter runway. And the heat impacts takeoff, I guess. I don't know how. I'm sure there's some scientific thing for that. But so we we were delayed for, and then I think six, yeah six people ended up booting out of the plane because they they didn't want to wait. And then I guess that the weight difference was enough for us to go off so survival of the fittest i guess i don't know <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> bye <laughs> that's awesome mm. so believe it or not we're already halfway through the show here yay um the burn here is mm. spot perfect. on perfect it's, Placencia perfect. it's been yeah. very very good um but it's been burning very slowly yeah yeah I'm surprised. I'm usually about halfway done by this point, right. with, mm -hmm. whatever, with whatever we're doing. And he, that makes he, the value of the cigar to me go up when mm -hmm. it burns. When a cigar burns like a long time, yeah, mm. it's awesome. So, what what's your all take on the uh, Crux uh, Epicure Habano? Uh, this is definitely going to be in my daily rotation. It's very good, and I like it. I like the pepper. I like the smoothness. I like the uh, the woody notes that I'm getting. I'm so impressed with the construction. Mm. I mean, and it the, is spectacular. That's oily, silky wrapper. Just oh, looks yeah. gorgeous. Mm -hmm. yeah. It feels gorgeous. Oh yeah, tastes gorgeous. Oh, you can taste gorgeous. Tastes gorgeous. Tastes Pat, now gorgeous. that you've stroked your cigar, you what, what's your gorgeous. final thoughts on it? 
It's a good Habano. It's one of the, if, you, if you're a Habano smoker, I can see this being something that people kind of put in their rotation. Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. For sure. And uh, Nick, go team. How much is this bad Larry downstairs? Uh, I want to say it's $13.50. Mm. So it's right there. It's it's basically a standard. Yeah, standard I mean, that's like your, you know things. what I mean? That's like your, now it is, you know, nowadays, that's like your standard run-of-the-mill good price. Cigar price. Good mm-hmm. cigar price. It's no longer $10, $11. Yeah. But, I mean, at that 13 I mean, definitely, because how I look at it is, all right, this thing is great cigar. At $13, what else can I match that with or what else is going to beat in the humidor? And I mean, for thirteen bucks, it's right up there with most of the thirteen dollars cigars that we have in there. You know what I mean? So it's definitely going to be well. It definitely is in my rotation. Um, but yeah, I like everything about it. The complexity, subtle, the pepper note. It's got you know with the tequila is getting a little bit more. You know, a little of that sweetness in there. Um, earthy notes. It's just it's a really well balanced, really well rounded cigar, man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very good. All right, are we ready to move on to the pipe then? Ah, I suppose. All right, well, here we go. And away we go. And uh, what we are doing uh, for the pipe tobacco here is this year's release of Sun Bear, one of the most popular. (laughs) One of the most popular um, uh, uh, small batch releases. Uh, by Cornell and Deal. Well, here we go. Oh, 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 baby. This is the fourth round of Sun Bear that they've released. Sun Bear Tupelo is what it's called. Let me uh, read you what it says off of the uh, uh, tin. A blend of the finest bright and red Virginias balanced by 2019 Bosmont and 2018 Izmir Orientals. Sunbear Tupelo commends itself with subtle notes of raw, ethically sourced Tupelo honey from the ancient wetlands of northern Florida. Produced from the nectar of the white Ojichi Tupelo tree during a short two-week bloom. Tupelo honey is among the rarest in the world, and its unique profile combines with a whisper of silver tequila and elderflower to complement the fruity and floral notes of specially selected tobaccos, elevating their refreshing character and providing a creamy, rounded finish. Mm. Um, made by C&D, of course, it's a flake tobacco here, and uh, this is a favorite uh summer release like i said um how much how, what was the size of the uh, run this year what does it say on the 10 20,000 yep 20,000 20,000 tens 20k that's the also the biggest run of sun bear i think they've done yeah everything was under that yep so we've all smoked all three former Yes. Uh, blends here on the show. Um, this blend, tobacco-wise, mm-hmm. and the tequila and elderflower they put in it, that's the same every time they make it. The only thing that changes from year to year is the honey. The source of the honey changes. And that honey changes 
everything about the blend. That's damn good. It's so good. So uh, one of the reasons I chose the Herradura here was knowing that, you know, this was topped with a little bit of tequila. I mm. figured the tequila would really pair well with uh, the pipe tobacco as well as the cigar. And um, I need to light up my pipe. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think the Herradura really. Herradura. 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 The herder Erica has, uh, you know, a little bit of a honey thing to it, mm. and that really helps, really pairs well with the pipe tobacco. I agree. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's got this, I got this nice, kind of like a sweet spice. Mm. It's very creamy. You know, it's very smooth and delicate. Yeah, and I'm, I can't wait to see how it develops. But it's this, it's complex, mm -hmm. and then you definitely get that elderflower mm -hmm. in the mix there too. Mm -hmm. It's just it's beautiful. One of the best ones. Well, well, I'd have definitely say it's one of the best sun bears I've had out of the four. I think I, I like. Don't get me wrong. An aged first edition mm -hmm. is spectacular, but mm. this is just it's it's so good, man. This is really good right out of the tin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. And now that you mention it, I do think I pick up more of those elderflower notes than I have in mm. previous ones. Um, there seems oh, to yeah. be a deeper kind of earthiness to this that mm -hmm. wasn't in the previous ones either. Right. Are you guys agreeing with that too? I am. This just became available today six o'clock the day we uh, did this podcast on the 25th is when it opened up to the market so we're one of the first people to have it oh it's so good it's so good man I damn like C D they make some really good tobacco man i'm sorry dude one of this is one of the awesome things you know you were talking pat about the pipe tobacco that um 724 is done as kind of a almost like a line extension for the cigar line 724 mm. um, 724 briary blends that's you know the same guy who does this um, Jeremy Reeves blended all of our tobaccos for that uh, series we now have five blends out two of which uh, just, just landed out. here yep. Uh, Little Gold Dust, which is a dark-fired Kentucky blend, mm. and uh, 603 Roast, which is a coffee blend. Coffee aromatic, yep. Coffee aromatic. And uh, so you add that to the Virginia Perique of Queen City and the English Flake of Dexter Secret mm. and the Burley Blend Boston Tea Party. Um, you've got a great, and all of them are awesome. Yeah, they're really good. And, you know... I know they're ours, but they're awesome. <laughs> they're really good. I mean, it's not hard to, it's not hard to recommend them to anybody at all. No, people, people who try and love them. No, and it's a great spread mm -hmm. between the different types of tobaccos that are available. You know, yeah, it's a well-rounded. Between group. all five, there's something for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, man. I can't wait to, now that you said that gold dust, I can't wait to get in. I love 4th Gen's Fire Cure to, uh, mm -hmm. Kentucky. Mm -hmm. That's like my favorite 4th Gen. Mm -hmm. I mean, all the other ones are great too, but the 
the fire fire cure Kentucky from fourth gen that's my favorite that's just so good so much body so much going on with it so i can't wait to sink my pipe into yeah i've had several bowls so far of the, of the little gold dust yeah um it's it's i think that and queen city are my favorites mm. palette wise um those are the ones that i think i'll probably go to the most uh, my wife is going to really appreciate the uh, uh, 603 roast. Mm -hmm. uh, so are my girls, probably. Yeah. You can smoke that whenever you want. Sure, honey. Yeah, that's a chick magnet blend. You got to have, have one of those. Got to have it. Yep. yep. You get your pipe lit there? Mm -hmm. What are you picking up? Hey. Yeah, I'd say some tobacco notes. <laughs> definitely a, a lot more earth and wood than the um, third edition we smoked last year. Well, I guess mm -hmm. I, I think we smoked all three of them last year at some point, right? I some I think you're right. I think at one point we did uh, all Comparison. three side by side. That was a whole episode. Wow, a pipe episode. Interesting. Pipe episode. Yep. A pipe episode. You're sure. So I'd say out of this release, I think I actually get the honey the least on yeah. the fourth release than the other. But on the on the aroma from the nose, you're getting the honey. I feel like the uh, tequila really bumps up the floral notes for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I need I to agree. try it with a little bit of the tequila here. A little bit of tequila. A little bit harder. A little harder. Oh, yeah. Mm. We're so good, man. I mean, the tequila really does pair with this. I mean, it does absolutely. Mm. I mean, I think the pipe tobacco pairs a little bit better with the tequila than the cigar did. Mm -hmm. Um, and the cigar is really great. I mean, they they both complemented each other, but this just being a little bit more flavorful there's a little bit more complexity there with the honey it's going really really well with that tequila really nice yeah i'd have to say out of the pairings this is they were made for each other yeah i mean it's got tequila in it i mean it's well, i would hope it would pair if it's got tequila yeah. right yeah, yeah. It's beautiful, man. Makes me want to sing that kiss song. Yeah, what I do agree song? with. I do agree with Pat though that I was made of you. of all the blends here. This is I I appreciate on my palate the honey the least. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not picking up a lot of honey. Mm. I'm picking up a good amount. Are you? I am. I feel like I am, but only after I take some of the tequila. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the tequila is bringing a little bit more of the honey out. Let's see what Pat says. He's got the palette from Zeus. Ooh. From Zeus or from Apollo? I'm, I'm going to call him Zeus. The Zeus? Yeah. Zeus Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, Junior. Junior. Well, he's doing that. <laughs> God. Let me, let, me, let me ask you guys. Let, let me uh, talk about something here. Go. I, I had a discussion today. Uh-oh. With the customer? Well, I might as well spell the whole thing out. Go. So this morning, Dave came to the store to hey. pick up the new pipe tobaccos to take to Hooks at location. Mm -hmm. It's all set. He, you know, 
gets his stuff, shows me what he's getting, threw it in the bag, and left. Good boy. And then I start looking around for my little goat dust. <laughs> and I'm like, where is it? It's not my bag. It's not the Did I put it out there? No. I call Dave. Did you take my gold dust tin with you? Let me check. And he says, let me check. And yes, he did. He had it in his bag. So he took everything on my desk, including my own tobacco, put it into his bag. So we're texting back and forth. And when he said, I have it, I texted him a gif of <laughs> oh boy it was the best response ever like i i couldn't even be mad because it was perfect it was oh what was i won't steal your thunder this is good this go is good. ahead go ahead tell them it was um oh, it was uh it was from the uh, the boys and it was uh that's on amazon and it was uh oh, what the heck? why can't i remember his name Homelander? Homelander. Homelander. And it was, and it was, it was Homelander was, giving, like, a death stare. A death stare. Like, <laughs> like when he was just totally defeated by, like, like you know, something just... By I Soldier forget Boy. the episode, like, but he was, was just... He was just like, I'm going to laser beam your face off. Yeah. Look. Yeah. You Very know, nice. And the look of destroyed disappointment and, and like, you know, his, his, his persona yeah. was crushed. So and he has such a great way of portraying that in that show. Yeah, like he, oh, you could tell he just what a great some, actor. Just mm. wants some fresh milk. He's like, he's like. But, <laughs> <laughs> so oh, you gotta watch it to get it. I you know. Hey man, after, it's nothing better than fresh milk, at, baby. Yeah, after baby. the whole after the whole thing was over, Bobby comes in, and I said, Bobby, you gotta look at this interchange with me and Dave. And so I I show her the interchange, show her the gif, and she looks at it and goes, yeah. And I'm like. Um, have you seen you've seen the boys right no no what do you mean no it's just no it's totally up your alley i mean, I you mean know Bobby. it's totally up her alley it would right? be now, it would be here, here's the th so here the the question now that you've heard the setup yes the question is have you ever talked to somebody about a show or Make it whatever, Pat, because I know you don't watch TV, you know, or a video game, something where you feel like everybody should know. Mm -hmm. And you tell it to somebody and they have no idea what you're talking about. Like they should, you need to watch this. You need to play this. You need to do this. It's like talking to someone who loves enemy and they've never seen Akira, you know, it's just like, what? Or Ghost in the Shell. Or Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, who, how, what? How? I mean, that's how it was. And that's how it must have been with Bobby. Because you're like, True. this is like made for you. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is so freaking How can you not? But I, I was just so like, I can't believe she she hasn't seen the series. Have you all seen? You, you've seen <laughs> the boys, it, yeah, right? I've seen it. You, you've seen the boys. Yeah, I've seen the boys. You, Have you seen the boys? I don't even know what it is. Oh, my God. See, oh. this, is, this is it right here. you got to watch the boys. Wow. All right. Let me let me tell you about the I mean, now, bro, it's it's so good. If superheroes were actually douchebags and they were appearing to the public as if they weren't. Well, I mean. They were all ran by I mean, corporations. I mean. They were run by a corporation. I wouldn't say douchebags. I mean. They're pretty much all douchebags. They're. Some of them turn and are like, you know what? I'm sorry yeah. for being they, a douchebag. I wouldn't say douchebag. Well, um, they got no, they got like no morals. Yeah. I mean, well, they feel like Homelander is like, 
You know, that's on a the, on the a super, power trip. The, and, su- the superheroes in in the thing, they're all knockoffs of like the Justice League. Yeah, Superman, Batman, Wonder Aquaman. Woman, Aquaman. Oh, Aquaman. <laughs> Aquaman. The Deep. The deep. Oh my God. He's so weird, now, man. Now here's the deal. These guys. Imagine that Justice League. All these guys are evil. And you have to stop them. Yeah. That's the show. How do you and I stop the Justice League? You That's a freaking awesome show, man. Because it's <laughs> a bunch just... of normal people who oh. take out superheroes. And it's it's very good. It's a very good show. I mean, what are they on Very season graphic. four now? The starting season four is coming. I mean, up. come yeah. on, man! It's a such it is. And a good just show. when you think it's gonna end, and it's Kurt gonna... Urban <laughs> or, or Urban, what's his name? Kurt, uh, Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Jeez. He also Carl Urban. He also played Judge Dredd, which is Andy Omer in Lord of the Rings. Yes. Yeah. Andy yeah. also played um, Spock. No, not, no, no not he Spock. played Scotty. No, he didn't no, play Scotty. He Scotty. No, he played Scotty. McCoy. Dr. McCoy. 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 McCoy, 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 yeah. McCoy in Star Which, Trek. Yeah. And I mean, he also played uh, in um, with Vin Diesel. He was the uh, in. Um, oh, uh, Riddick. Riddick. Chronicles of Riddick. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was. Uh, oh damn, I forgot the name of it, but he was in there. He was in all three. No, sorry. Yeah, he was in all three movies. Very, very good. Carl very Orman good. is a very good actor. Easy peasy, yeah. Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, my First God. His favorite word we can't even say. Yeah. <laughs> you miserable season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's the freaking Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <clears throat> oh, man. So. You need to watch, or maybe that's what we do together. We have a we have some bonding time. Night. We have bonding time watching the boys. The boys watching the boys. Yeah. The boys watching, watching the boys while we smoke and drink together. Yeah, and we should we should set up a camera and record it so we can do the uh, react reaction. Reaction. <laughs> That'd be a long reaction. That'd be a well, long we just show snippets. You know. Yep. Ooh. Now, is there anything like that that you've had where you couldn't believe somebody hadn't seen it, done it, played it? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a that's a request for you to share something, not to nod and oh, say, yeah. "Oh, yeah." I can't really remember, but I know it's happened. It's happened me. It's it's happened with Bobby and me as well. I mean, maybe it's music too. No, not so much music. I mean, I listen to everything. So yeah, I mean, Pat was that happened with me and Teresa. Like she 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 listens to you know like. A lot of the a lot of the same metal bands that I heard uh, or listened to, you know, like she's heard of, you know, you know, Ozzy Osbourne, like the Greats and stuff like that. You know who she never heard of, and she thought I was just like, oh, that's just a stupid band. Metallica. Dio. I don't know who that is. What? <laughs> wow. I don't either. Dio. I I don't know who that is. Dio. But I wasn't into Metallica. Ronnie James Dio. Mm-mm. No, I don't know who that Dio. is. Sorry, brother. Teresa, we're with you. Wow. I've never heard I, I don't even know you guys anymore. Well, apparently you don't. Um, 
Wow, he's uh, saying he's saying for Black song? Sabbath after Ozzy left. He's saying for Dio. He's saying in Rainbow. I, you're speaking Spanish to me, brother. <laughs> Rainbow. Yeah, that was yeah, one of his earlier bands. But I mean, he uh, what's what's one of the most popular? I mean, you've heard his song. You've heard. Can you you've sing, heard Dio. Can you sing one of his songs? No, I'm not gonna. Tell you. <laughs> um, Holy Diver. Oh yeah, the original. I only yeah, know that was Dio. I only know the one Holy by. Um, I only know the one by. Um, that's Kill Switch Engage. Yeah, well, that was a cover of Dio. Good song. Good song. I love that. I love that song. Holy Diva. Do you know that song? No. No. Show chat. It actually does play downstairs. Yeah. Because the channel that we have on Pandora mm -hmm. goes through all those channels, and that comes on. Mm. So, but I usually listen to it on my Kill Switch Engage channel on Pandora, and that comes mm -hmm. on. That was one of the That's first. That's a great song. cover of it, really. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the. That was the first song that I've heard from Kill Switch Engage that got me hooked. Like that movie with Jack Black. Which one? That, with, you uh, get, that movie with that, Jack. Black. I mean, and, uh, that narrows it down to Hard like Rock. 50. Not Hard Rock. Rock. No, it was uh, it was like the Pick of Destiny or something like that. And it was oh, showing him Destiny? like when he was a kid growing up. And he had a picture of Ronnie James Dio on his wall. And he was the guy who talked to him into like becoming a musician. Oh. Like, I mean, it, Dio is huge in the rock and roll. Huge. I mean, like Ozzy Osbourne huge. Like that's how common his name is. Like if you, if you know who Ozzy Osbourne is, it's like assumed that you also know who Dio is, you know, because they're the same... I mean, he took over his band, Black Sabbath, after Ozzy left. You know what I mean? So, oh, did not know that. Little uh, music industry history lesson there, brother. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Appreciate that. Wow. Anything you want to add to that? No. no. Uh, it's funny that I've we had, just had, I've had that had, moment. Yeah, I've had, <laughs> I've had other, I had experiences like that, but I mean, I can't, re I can't recall any of them. Unfortunately, Pat, have you ever had anything like that? I'm sure it's happened, but I, I also can't recall. I think we should all agree right now to have a boys' night. We should. We I should. mean, I'm down, man. Let's do it. We should. Are you in, Pat? Are you in for boys' night? Ten boys. So we gotta do. We we gotta do season one. So we guess yeah. Season one, and we'll run two episodes because they're an hour long. Mm -hmm. So we'll run two episodes so he can get the premise. And then he can go from there, whether we do another boys' we should, night. We should do it at hook set after we close. That'll make it real easy. We could do that. Mm -hmm. That'd be pretty cool. Because yeah. then we could smoke. We could smoke, watch and we can have a drink, mm -hmm. and we can watch the boys. Mm -hmm. And the boys can watch the boys. The boys can watch the boys. How about it? How about it, Pat? Tentative. It's tentative. Easy peasy, Japanesey. Easy peasy. You're miserable. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Seven twenty-four moment. Yeah, we can do that. Um, let me get back to where that is here. Uh, this is the time of the show where we are going to do the 724 Flashback, a weekly segment highlighting historical events brought to you by 724 Cigars. Smoke a piece of history. And today's little piece of history is today is the birthday of Louise Brown. 
Who's that? <laughs> I'm glad that you asked. <laughs> Louise Brown was the very first test tube baby born on the planet. Wow. Interesting. On this day in, in 1978, uh, she was born via C-section from her uh, mother. She was the very first uh, in vitro fertilization uh, successfully done. Mm. And her birth following the procedure was lauded to be among the most remarkable breakthroughs of the 20th century. Yeah. What happened today. Well, that was awesome. How many years ago was it? 78. Wow. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 78. <clears throat> now, right after Star Wars, <laughs> yeah, seventy-seven, Superman, Superman. Yeah. yep, Christopher Reeves, Christopher Reeves, Christopher Reeves, the greatest Superman ever to walk this earth. In my humble opinion, of course. Mm-hmm. I no, mean, I, I, Henry I, I Cavill can't. was damn good, and then now he's not Superman anymore, which is a fucking shame. Mm-hmm. What? You heard me. He's no, it is. I'm just yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. So, I have something to share with you guys. Oh. So, uh, back in my old podcast days on... Uh, my old podcast My days. old podcast. <laughs> uh, like a couple of years um, ago? <laughs> I, a, a few years back. Um, I had a friend of mine. Uh, her name is Michelle Stiles. And she did a, a segment on that podcast for us called miles with styles and michelle is a model and a professional surfer and she was going all over the world either for modeling shoots or for surfing competitions and wherever she went in the world she would record a segment of where she highlighting where she was where she was staying the restaurants that she went to and if there was a cigar shop in the area she would go and visit it and report on the cigar shop and that way you kind of got this little picture of, you know, where um, cigar shops and cool places to eat and cool places to stay around the world were, and it was all, always a good time. Well, um, I've obviously been here for the last four years, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we found out recently kind of haphazardly that some of her stuff is still being used by that podcast in commercials that they run. Really? Yeah. And so when I, when I found out about that, I said, well, you know, if they're still using it, we need to do something about that. We need to, we need to revive, you know, yeah. having you on the podcast. And to my absolute surprise, she said, well, let's do something. Sweet. Sure. So uh, we came up with uh, uh, several different ideas. And she's in the middle of, of recording stuff for us. And... Um, She's got, uh, well, she's got a really big backstory that I'm not going to go into. But suffice it to say that she's very successful at what she does. She's got a huge following on Twitter. She's got some 8,000 followers awesome. on Twitter. And um, she's already started posting for us. Mm. And as a matter of fact, we have the picture there. Um, the first thing that she threw up for us today. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want I want to see Nick's face when it comes. I'm already up. looking at it right now. <laughs> That's she's she's frisky. I suppose. Mm-hmm. My goodness. 
Pat, you see that? No. My, my, my. So, uh, it, that's, that's, no, let me, I'll put it on. that's, that's pretty. That's cool, man. Tame. That's pretty tame. Yeah, for Michelle, that's pretty tame. Oh, my. But, uh, you can imagine with, uh, advertising like that, we've already gotten a few, uh, people saying, hey, I'll follow that podcast. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> anyway, um, she is recording um, several different things that can be used as an audio for us. <laughs> and um, uh, cool little fact here. Michelle is deaf. Oh. Now... When you hear these audios, you're not going to think she's deaf. Mm. But one of the reasons to do these things is it helps her improve her talking. Yeah. So it's good for her. It's good for us. It's good exposure. Mm. It's like a you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours kind of a thing. And so there are these five different things that she's going to do. And uh, we should have them by next week. Wait. Okay. And... One of them is, and this is something that she would do like on a regular basis, so like probably every week or at least several times a month. Mm. One is she would throw out a topic for us to discuss. Ooh. So she would pick something and dare us to talk about it. The other thing is that she would share um, a bad joke. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We can talk about that. Bad joke. Uh, bad pickup lines that she's heard. Oh. I've heard some of her bad pickup lines. I can't even believe men say these things and think that they're going to work. Oh, boy. You know, there are bad pickup lines, and then there are bad pickup lines. <laughs> these are bad pickup lines. You know, um, one of the, she's also a history buff. So Ooh. one of the things that, uh, we might do is she might actually do the 724 flashback. Mm, nice. Very nice. Which would be cool. And then the the fifth one, uh, which right now I'm going to come out and say is my favorite, is Bitchin' with Styles. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Where she shares her frustrations as a surfer and a model and travel and all that stuff. And we can kind of laugh along and use that as something to talk about. Yeah. Of no, those good. of those five things, what stands out to you? All of the above. I mean, they all sound awesome. I think the one I'd love to to hear the 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 bad pickup lines. Those those got to be good mm-hmm. and absolutely ridiculous at the same time. Um. Yeah, that'd probably stand out. That's got to be fun right there. Or just a regular topic that we can discuss and kind of get into the nitty-gritty and our personal opinions on on different things. I think, that, I think that'll kind of bring everything full circle, I suppose, in this podcast a little bit, in my humble opinion, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. That's going to be pretty fun. 
It will be. You're all. Pat. <laughs> all sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they all sound really good. It's hard to pick one. Yeah. I mean, we can just do like, all of them. Here's one of the latest uh, pickup lines that you got. What do you got? From a camera from from camera guy doing the at a modeling shoot. You're not the prettiest girl I've ever met, but I'd do you anyway. So you want to go home with me? Wow. Straight to the point. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus. Like I, can't even, I can't even believe it. Oh, it's another one. I can't even believe that. I could. Mm. I could believe that. Oh, my. Some people are just fucking. Yep. Yep. I'm trying to look for another one here. Um, uh, let's see. What do you all think of the tobacco right now? <laughs> it's still very creamy. I think the uh, earthy and the spice that's in there is really picked up. Um, I'm liking it a lot. It's really good. I don't know if it's going to be my favorite, but we'll see how it is. In a year or so. I'm curious to see what age will do to this thing. I mean, it's already good. Mm. I mean, getting in another year or two, or even just another six or seven months, mm-hmm. man, it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting, because this already tastes like it's aged, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's so good, just how it is. Having more age on this thing, is it going to amplify the the taste mm. on the palate, or is it going to calm everything down? Mm. Don't know. I'm getting more of the honey as the bowl goes down. Mm. It's sweetening up on its own as it goes down. Pat, what about you? <clears throat> I think it was good. Um, definitely, I think out of the four, not my favorite one, but I agree with Nick. I think age would definitely bring out a lot more. Mm. So I'm, I'm excited if we revisit this maybe next year when the um, fifth edition of Sun Bear comes out. Yeah, that'd be good to do. She how the two compare. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is our show tonight. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next Tuesday night, eight o'clock. Oh, see you next right Tuesday. Here. Stay smoky, my and friends. That's, uh, not just balloon smoke. Bye. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody, and that is not just blowing smoke. Rolling with the top down.